0: Hello, hello. Tevin is today's guest on the podcast, and it was really good catching up with him. Um, we have messaged back and forth a little bit over the crazy year that has has been 2020. Uh, but he's he's really he's got some things clicking right now. He's he had some uh, some rough spots earlier this year. We we actually talk about uh, a few of them here, and he's just he's come through. He's uh, got some really, really cool things going on right now when it comes to his just his his uh, training and his coaching, uh, and he 's really starting to ramp up building his personal brand again so we get into that uh, We talk about cookies of course because you've got to have a cookie conversation uh, on a podcast in the uh, how underrated oatmeal cookies actually are so we get into that we get into all the things uh, while you 're listening. I do have. His Instagram profile linked up. Uh, Definitely go over, see what he's up to there. And he posts on all platforms. So uh, wherever you consume <laughs> your social media content, there's a good chance that he's he's got some stuff over there. And uh, as I said, he's ramping this stuff up. Now, we, when we do talk about his coaching and training, the best way to get in touch with him for that is email. So that's why his email address is also linked up in the show notes. So uh, again, as you guys listen to this, just let us know your thoughts. Uh, shoot us both DMs on Instagram. But uh, but yeah, I, I think this this was... Uh, we. we into a bunch of different topics, this was an excellent conversation, and I'm excited for you guys to get to hear it. So with that, let's get on into the episode all right we'll we'll try the conversation here this time. What do you think? Pretty good How are you <laughs> I'm good I'm good, I'm good and so I'm glad that we're we're able to get back together because I know you've had a lot going on and you know, we'll uh, we'll talk every so often, but when uh, when we were talking the other day, and you're like, "Hey, do you still do the podcast?" Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm I'm glad that we were able to get you on so quickly. So, um, me you know, too. Yeah, yeah. And and see, like, I, I wanted to know kind of what you were interested in talking about first. I mean, I kind of figured that we would talk about the merch that you have, uh, the studio that you're training with, how you're how you're doing the training. But, you know, what you said today that I thought was really interesting is, you know, being patient with progress towards goals. And when you say that, how patient are we talking? We're, we're talking like years and beyond, right? Right. So let's let's go into that. Like, talk about some of the goals that you have and then just kind of how things have gone and, and where you've seen progress in areas where maybe it. Maybe initially you thought it was going to come faster and it did eventually start coming, but it, it came later than you thought it would.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, for starters, um, as you got, as you know, and people that follow my content, uh, my overall goal is to be able to walk without having to hold on to or using any type of assistance, or, um, any type of, uh, walking aid that comes with, um, comes with having CP or cerebral palsy. And, uh, mm-hmm. ever since I want to say, I want to say maybe the age of six or seven, when I, when I, um, learned how to walk or take my first steps, it's kind of that's kind of been my lifelong goal and my major lifelong journey. And what I've been able to do over the last, I want to say seven to eight years is to make videos and basically record my progress of me and my workout slash fitness journey as
0: I fight towards that goal. And well, and what I find interesting when you say make videos, you you are absolutely just it's every it's literally every step of the way and it's not just a couple videos here and there i mean if i'm scrolling through instagram i see it if i'm on linkedin i see it if i'm on tiktok i see it i mean you you have this stuff everywhere and you're i mean you're you're gaining you're gaining quite the following from it and i mean it's it's just you sharing what you do every day and what you're working towards
1: exactly and um there's no bells and whistles. There's no flash photography, so to speak. Um it's just my genuine place of where I am any given day, any given time. And I'm a true workout warrior. I love to work out. It's uh it's more of a spiritual thing for me. You know, some people just wanna get in the gym and Pitch press three hundred pounds, or say I deadlifted five hundred pounds, and it's like yes, and they're excited, and I understand their excitement, their excitement because none of those feats that I mentioned previously are easy feats. Right. But for me, my progress is rooted in hey, I can stand up more efficiency. I don't work today, or I have to deal with muscle spasms today. My progress, and you know, some of the photos I put up on Instagram, like, recently I was showing you guys how, you know, specifically in my left leg, or in my right leg, I've started to, to develop muscle tone, <laughs> and things like that are important, because... I'm trying to um, change the image or perception of what living with cerebral palsy or any everyday condition is supposed to look like.
0: I think that's actually, so that I think is the benefit of being able to share this stuff with your phone, with, with our phones. And, um, you know, you called it out where it, it doesn't really have to be, you don't have to have editing skills. You don't really have to do a, a bunch of, of fancy photo work. I mean, you're just, you're just sharing, you know, what you're, what you're doing and what you're working on. Now, when you say working out for you is kind of more of a spiritual thing is that, does that mean like when you're doing this, like it's as much kind of a, a, a mental exercise and and part of it is probably stress relief. Part of it is probably focus. What, what are some other things when you say that it's more of a spiritual process for you working out?
1: When it's more of a spiritual process, I'm constantly talking to myself. I'm constantly saying great job or you got to follow through better or you got to stretch stretch or pull this elbow back a little further so you can get more of a stretch and really feel the movement and feel the motion and Mm -hmm. you know what what so I can convey the action that I'm trying to get
0: so and and with that also now not just when you're working out but I mean are you always having kind of this ongoing dialogue going throughout the day or really in all things that you do or is it just when you're working out
1: Pretty much in all things that I do, it's it's my mindset and it's um, how I compartmentalize a lot of uh, what I'm trying to do. You know, CP is neurological, so even when I'm walking and it's like I navigate my house. I know exactly where to step, how to step, when to step, and... It's just an ongoing process. And, you know, when I walk into a house or something like that, knowing that I have to hold on to walls, I'm always looking for places where I can touch or brace so that if I fall, I know where to catch. And it's, and it, it's not a maze or anything, but it is quite an adventure trying to navigate new environments. But once I adjust to things and once I, even in exit See, I'm a visual learner. I have to watch videos, and I have to study things over and over again, and then I'm able to take a picture of it and process it, and then I can mimic mimic these moves that I see.
0: Well, and and this is really interesting, because when you're talking about training, and you're talking about training with CP, you know, there's there's a certain amount of adaptation that we have to do for most moves. I I think even though, I mean, everybody's case is going to be a little bit different, but everybody that I've talked to, we have those moves that we and exercises that we really gravitate towards and kind of the way that you first, at first, just learning those, but how you branch off is just what you're saying. Like you, you visually see it and you're like, and even if you're watching the demo of somebody from somebody that doesn't have CP, then you're just kind of like, okay. And then you're visualizing how you can take that and then put the adjustment based on what your body will allow you to do. And it makes total sense because then like, you know, you see it and then you practice it and then it becomes kind of your own version of the exercise. Right. Right.
1: And that's what, um, my good friends at, um, GLS training down in, um, Louisiana do. We study, um, we study movements based off a of slow motion video, and we've gone. They've gone back and done research to um, as to how the indigenous tribes move through space, and they've done various studies on. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this stat or not, but it's relatively true. That seventy percent of ACL tears happen between children between the ages of fifteen to twenty-five, and the reason and the reason for those ACL tears is the modern weight the modern strength training um takes those children out of their innate learning crawling they learned when we were little you know humans are supposed to um learn how to know always be able to crawl and um roll around on the ground because those are our innate patterns because all of those are regressions to walking and sad to say the majority of weight rooms today they teach a lot of um linear motion when the body is not linear the body is um moves it moves straight up and down but it also moves in spirals you have to always move forward or or in around the corner just think about when you're walking when you're walking you pick up your right leg and your uh you pick up your right leg and your left arm comes up that's contralateral If you really sit down and think about it, you're always going around the corner and you are pivoting and you're rotating. And when we as humans aren't pivoting and rotating as we should, that's kind of dumbing down the body's capabilities uh, as far as moving through space in a sense. And I would like to do a workshop on that um, and expound a lot deeper in the future
0: so basically when you're you're saying that the way that we're that we're designed to move is pretty fluid and we can go in all kinds of different directions yeah and the way that things are the the way that these movements are being taught from lifting it's a very it's a very rigid movement when you're doing an exercise. So basically what that's doing is is not allowing your body to move in the way that it would want, and just basically having it in this one isolated pattern. And then when you're, you know, you you're you're building muscle here in this case. And then you're going back into your day-to-day life where you've got to move laterally and you've got to move in different directions. And what you're saying is basically by building this muscle but only doing it in this one limited range or this one limited movement is that you're you're actually you might be strengthening the muscles but you're actually weakening the tendons and because you're doing that when you try to make those moves that's what's causing the tear is right, right right okay, cool yeah you, you really should do um, you should do a workshop on this now um, and, and we'll, I guess jump around a little bit because I, I know part of what you're doing now is training and that's virtual training now when you're saying doing a workshop, um, I know you can do in person. Are you doing like some? Are, are you doing in person and web-based type stuff now? So when you do a workshop like this, you could do it in front of a group live, or you could do it uh, essentially just you know streaming it. Are is that what you're mm-hmm. thinking? Cool, cool. And now, so that and, and and let's let's go ahead and talk about one when you got when you when you first decided that you want to become a trainer because i think this talks about long term progress as well not to the same extent of you know working on on the ability to walk but when did you first have the idea to become a personal trainer and then just take us through kind of the whole evolution of that
1: well my first inkling or my first aha movement okay this is what i feel like i should be doing for the rest of my life all of all from um as early as high school you know when i started taking quote unquote weight training or weightlifting classes um when i was when i was weightlifting and things like that and when i first started training i was not necessarily in the best place mentally because you know i was a high school wrestler and i told this story (laughs) dozens and trillions and billions of times, and I'm going to keep telling it. Um, I wrestled over four years and I lost over 150 matches. And the reason why is I did not understand that my way of learning how to wrestle and other guys' way on my team was going to be different, so it's like and I had no one to really show me or really coach me and help me come up with a way to for me to how how to um, navigate and come up with my own style and a lot of that also had to do with my weakness as far as associated with CP and I was Feeling like that um, weightlifting was gonna take me in a in a better direction as far as me building my strength, me be- being able to um, to close the gap and not create so much of a disparity, because um, at that time my legs were so weak, I felt like I had to build my upper body to kind of overcome that in a sense, right and right. When I, um, because I dealt with depression, I was down on myself and it's like, I would go to school because I took, I took winning. I took playing sports very seriously because playing sports was something that, um, it wasn't promised to me basically, you know, growing up in a small town, you, uh, there's a lot of prognostications that you're not gonna do this, you're not gonna do that, but to finally have that opportunity to actually have that window or that door open, it's like i want I want to show people this i want to prove prove people wrong basically that's the mindset I had, and I still have that mindset now, but I'm much more mature in my thinking now that I've learned from (laughs) my younger ways. But anyway,
0: well, you know what? I I actually think I I think this is I I know what you mean, but I think this could be super helpful for anybody that has CP that's listening. How do you how do you handle that now? Um, And then what was kind of that transition like? Because, I mean, you'll you'll talk to people that they're going through, they're in their adult life, and it can be very, very frustrating. And I, I mean, I think anybody that I've talked to that is, that, that is frustrated, that is angry, that is pissed off about it and stays that way, um, you know, like they have every right to feel that way. But how do you, how do you handle it now? And then how do you pull yourself out of? The negative spots because we all have those those don't ever 100 right go away. and
1: it's a and it, took, and it took years for it to go away but it's like i had to yeah. really sit back and think when you're the first to ever attempt something like this there's gonna be a lot of um people that don't know because it's yeah. like I used to go for help. And it's like... they I would love to help you. But... I don't know, basically. And my whole contention is... It's like... I've been here for a couple years. And... Guy's gonna try. Da-da-da. And it's like... You come to a point... And, point and understand... Some people in life that would love to help you, but they themselves cannot elevate their minds or be concerned with or take the time to um, to try to draw up something or imagine them something to, because if they feel like they help you and it still ends up being wrong, they don't want to deal with or the criticism that may come with
0: it. So, are we, in this particular moment, are we talking about, like, with exercise and workouts, or what specifically are you going at? Because I think you can go in a number of different directions.
1: I was going at, at least um, from wrestling techniques, or the training direction. Yeah, that's what I was going at.
0: So, and that's, and, 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 so this is, this is really interesting because what, okay, we'll, uh, yep. we'll, we'll try again here. Cause I, I think we were really onto something on, onto something there where, you know, we're talking about the wrestling coaches that weren't really, that they, they didn't put in the, the, uh, time to really bu- help build an adaptive style for you now the the question I have is you gotta really develop a a, a major amount of self confidence and just belief in yourself when that's going on. When you've got people that are kind of like they wanna see you do well but like they're not really they're not really able or interested in showing you the path. So how did you one develop the belief in yourself and then of course like how did you end up developing your own style? So
1: at that point I was like, as I as I've done with so many other things, you know, because you know, when I had, when I was coming up through the school system, you know, learning math, reading, science, and things of that nature, and along the way, I had a lot of teachers that told me that I would fail or. They didn't think I would make it and da 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 da. All because I had a tendency to have these slow starts. It took me a while to get going, right. you know. But once I got going and once I understood the material and the topics, I was always one of the smarter, um one of the smarter students in my class. So that situation in itself taught me from here on out I couldn't I could ask for guidance and I could lean and depend on people like my family and my support system because they were always there. But I was gonna have to have this mindset of hey if you're gonna be in various spaces then you're gonna have to um teach yourself ways and things to make things easier on yourself, and at the same time it'll help those around you and I believe it goes back to um what my mom was trying to tell me when I was younger. she would help me organize things and help me do things as far as dressing myself and um organizing my room and just organizing things period, mm-hmm. hey, you gotta do this so that makes it easier on you and the people around you. You always have to you have to always be able to um take care of yourself at the end of the day because she would always ask me who is responsible for Tevin and I would say Tevin and I, and she would she'd be like that's right. So from that situation, I really got what she was trying to reiterate to me in my younger days and you know up until that point I understood my mom to a degree, but at the same time, I was still um, placing the onus on other factors, like other teachers, or the people. And it's like, no, at the end of the day, you're going to have to come to a realization that this world is not going to be easy on anybody. And... <laughs> my mom always used to tell me another thing uh, nobody's gonna be standing down at the uh, end of the cookie line in the lunchroom waiting for you to get a cookie you have to go out and get the cookie yourself and you have to find a way to do it so that changed my mindset for the rest of my life and that led me to um, just start to um teach myself how to be self-sufficient you know what i'm saying
0: yeah yeah i mean and it's you know that that's one thing because when you have a disability you you end up getting this really i mean this deep sense of of wanting to be independent and you know and having to figure out how to do things in a different way um I, but I do think, and this isn't just fitness related. This is just life related. I think some of the most, um, some of the most intelligent, some of the most um, mentally flexible folks are the ones that have disabilities. Because, like you said, you're like I, I won't ever be. I was never the fastest person to pick up on something, but like initially, but you try something a few times. Even back to what you were saying about how you always, you're a visual learner, you see how something is and then you process it. And then you put that with your own capabilities because again, everybody I know that has a disability has, uh, is very much in tune with their, with their body and how it works because otherwise, you know, you, you end up falling down even more than you would, uh, would otherwise. So, you know, there's always this sense of being in tune. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like, you know, the line, the the cookie, the line for the cookie, you got to go up and get that cookie, man. So it's it's cool that you learn that. And it's cool that that's uh, I, I've never quite heard it put that way. But it's it's absolutely the way that, that you need to go. I mean, that's how we all need to be.
1: Yeah, because uh, in high school, we used to have a cookie line and the lady would always stand down at the end of the lunchroom and they would yeah. roll the cookies out. And the cookies used to be like 50 cents. And I yeah. used to be so excited <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to make sure that I got my, <laughs> got my chocolate chip. And, you know, a lot of people aren't going to agree with me when I say this, but oatmeal raisin is a sneaky good cookie. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It well, And I think, I think what gets people on oatmeal raisin is if they're expecting chocolate chip and get oatmeal raisin. But I'm going to tell you, and I'll tell you what, I even like oatmeal chocolate chip. That's a solid cookie as well, I, right. I like most cookies, so yeah, it's all good right. <laughs> so now, now we in and, and this again, like you mentioned how supportive that your family has always been um but the your support system in general let's let's talk about that is that just your is that your that's your family that's your friends who all's involved with that
1: I have my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister, and then I have my best friends from college. <clears throat> you know, my best friend Jarvis, my best friend Will, um, my my friend, um, Xavius Ponder and Brandon Foster, and um, people like. I have several several lady friends like. Um, my friend Renisha, my friend Jasmine and let's see who else who else is very oh my a very good friend of mine, um, Michelle, who's um the CEO and head of a organization called Toya Tough. They um provide um financial assistance and um help families that need like Walkers and equipment and things like that i talk to I talk to her a lot you know she's all of those people that I've named there's so many people to name um that I talk to just about every week you know updating them on my progress and things like that and and it's those type of relationships and the tight the type bond that you form with people that really um that really help you, you know what I'm saying? Because when you have, you know, when you have someone or when you just anyone in general, when you have a um they say it takes a village to raise a child and I believe it really does. And I feel like all of my friends are just offshoots of people in my family that I have um, grown up around. It's like all of my friends have um, attributes of my family members and it, and it all starts in uh and it all starts at home. The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. It is very important that we get that home foundation. You know, I, I grew up in a household with, my mom and my dad, and you know, they weren't perfect, but they did, they made sure that we, um, that they made sure that they provided a stable family unit. Everybody had something to do. My brother and sister were into music and my sister was into arts and I was an athlete. So we always had something to do you know related to fitness and movement and staying active so that's pretty much where i got my background from
0: yeah so i mean this stuff was was constantly reinforced now let's uh let's talk about what you're doing now because you're doing training you're you're on with you're on with a studio let's let's talk a little bit about what you're doing as far as personal training uh personal training
1: um as of October, I want to say, fifth. I was um, after successfully completing my gym internship through um, NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I was hired on part time through um, Clarity Fitness in Decatur, Georgia. And I want to, I want to shout out, you know, Clarity Fitness. To, um, for giving this opportunity. I also, to any um, clients, please email me at tevincherryfitness.com to um, inquire about personal training services. I offer um, virtual trainings. Whether you're in Georgia, whether you're in Florida or Virginia, or California train or work with me, just uh, go ahead and shoot me an email because I am available and I am, uh, I am ready to help people.
0: I love it. And guys, again, the email address is linked up in the show notes. So while you're listening to us and while you're listening to us here, you can go ahead and shoot Tevin an email as well now. So you're, you're doing virtual, which, admittedly is, is different than the kind of stuff that you were studying for and the kind of training that you thought you would be doing. But how are you uh, how are you adapting to virtual training? What do you think of it so far? What's probably your favorite part of it? My favorite part of
1: it is um, with NASA's app, the NASA's Edge app, I'm able to pull mm-hmm. up the exercises within the app. So I'm able to kind of display, what I want the client to um, what type of movement that I want the client to do. And I'm also working on ways that I can physically show them what I want to do, what I want them to do love so it. that I can make the proper adjustment.
0: So you're queuing and demoing. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's awesome. That's excellent. So in this, I mean, because when we, when we were talking last time, this, this was the goal was getting the certification. You got the certification, you got the internship and now, you know, now you're, you're on with the facility. So like, talk about that, like, because you reached one of those goals now, always moving forward, always doing, you know, the, the things that, that you need to be done that need to be done. I get all that. But what was that like? Like, how much time did you take just to celebrate once once you landed the job? Like, and you were going to be working there.
1: Well, to tell you the truth, I haven't really gotten around to celebrating yet. <laughs> you know, um, I think, let's see, I bought myself a pizza, but I'm like, there I haven't go. celebrated how I wanted to celebrate yet.
0: Okay. And, That's fair and enough. I have
1: a birthday coming November 2nd, (laughs) so I feel like I can kind of lump those celebrations together,
0: you know? (laughs) That's what I get for asking that question, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. So so if, so let's see, for your birthday, are, are we thinking, well, you mentioned chocolate chip cookies before. What do you think of like the chocolate chip cookie cake, the cookie cakes?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> those are definitely the best
0: yeah might be might be something for your birthday something I don't know with the uh, with the you, you could have a celebratory birthday and congratulations cookie cake who knows um, which by the way I think this is the first time on a podcast I've actually talked about a cookie cake so uh, <laughs> would you I love that you're like you, you know it it is and, and oatmeal oatmeal cookies do get a really bad I know. so like I, know. I, I just you know we're we're showing some love for the oatmeal cookies. I, I love mm-hmm. that because they don't get any. <laughs> um so you know I, I just with what are some things that you're working on outside of fitness? Because I'm telling you, like everything that I see or or what is some interest? Maybe you're just planning some stuff at this point. Cause like everything I see from you everywhere is fitness. What are, what are some other things that you're hoping to either get a message out, out about around, or wait a minute, uh, uh, maybe another message that you're trying to get out or something that you're thinking of working on. What would that be? Um,
1: Let's see outside of fitness. Yeah. I really want to get my um hold on I really want to get my um clothing line off the ground and go back to making motivational videos and really yeah. taking time to explain to people what um the strong man brand is all about.
0: So let's talk about that. What was the start of how did Strongman start? And you know, you you mentioned the merch. How does all that play into it and what's your underlying message for us? Okay.
1: Well, um well Strongman the brand started from an idea of um I saw I saw my friends on campus at the time um they were they were models so you know they're very beautiful and they were so like calendars and at that time, you know, I was like um I was I was getting ready to graduate. I was in high school I mean college. It was my last year before college. I graduated in twenty sixteen so I came up with the idea for Strongman in twenty fifteen. You know and I was saying- see- I was seeing how they were able to brand themselves. So I had to brand myself. You know, I got that inspiration from um, Jasmine Colbert and K-Mel, two people that I follow on Instagram. So I had a following at the time, you know, because I was, you know, doing the workout thing, and a lot of people were watching my videos and my content. And I was like, I have a story. You know, I can impact people. And me making the shirts was just a way to kind of promote the brand, so it started off like a side hustle, and it was you know I didn't think it was going to be popular you know I didn't think I was gonna go sell that many shirts or have that you know have that like that I just really didn't <laughs> and at that time, you know it had been creeping towards me um graduating. And my mom was like, you're going to have to have a job. What are you going to do? You're going to school for business. Da, da, da. What's your business? And she would ask me that every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, and it just got to the point where I was like, I just got tired of her tell, asking me that question because I'm like, I didn't have an answer. But then when I had um when I had finally sat down and thought about it that summer, you know, I had got with my videographer, her name is Tori Tori Sanders, and I was like, um, could you draw me up a silhouette of me and I could stick it on a shirt and say strongman or something like that. So she with a couple of her friends got together Created a silhouette of me doing a handstand and stuck it on a shirt, <laughs> and I was like, "That's actually me." And it's like I felt <laughs> like I was—I felt like I was—I felt like I was, uh, I felt like I was uh, Michael Jordan, Cause, you know. Everybody, everybody you know, that a symbol, and it's like people yeah. started to know my handstand symbol because that was like me. So I was like, I felt like I was Michael Jordan. <laughs> so it it turned out to be bigger than I ever thought. It's like people were just constantly buying things. And it's like, there. I used to ride around in my wheelchair. I would get up in the morning. I would ride around in my wheelchair. And I would just be selling merchandise every day. And I would be, I would be making an extra $200 a week. (laughs) And it's like, wow. And, you know, that, that introduced me to entrepreneurship and that introduced to me a whole new world because I'm like, you know, it's that working world. And then that's the entrepreneurial world. And the thing I liked about being an entrepreneurial, it was like, you know, my mindset something that I created, something that I wanted for myself and not having to work for anybody. And that was the idea. But the the trick is a lot a trick is and a lot of entrepreneurs don't know this, you still have to maintain that nine to five for a while so that you can eventually build that capital and then that venture eventually be able to pay, pay for itself, but you got to make sure that you put everything that you have into whatever venture or whatever um, plan or business that you tend to go into because it's always going to cost more money than you think. You can't underestimate yourself and you can't sell yourself short. And that's not only in the business world, that's in life.
0: So you, you bring up something and you're right the the idea of entrepreneurship is that it's either or that you either have a full time job or that you're either doing you know freelance and consultant work work or honestly in some cases you have the full time job, you have your your business, and then you also do other stuff on the side because if you're if you have if you have the the freedom from having most of your income coming from somewhere else. One from a a dollars and cents standpoint, you don't have to take money out of your business to try to live. The second thing is, is that it takes the pressure off of actually building the business because you're right. It takes, and we're talking years guys. And honestly, if we're talking about something that'll sustain itself, we might be talking a decade or two. Because it really, really takes time. And you know, if if you're trying to get a message out, but you're trying to like yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with selling. And I think one of the best things when somebody is doing like what you're doing, which is you built a you've literally built a brand around yourself and your ideas. So what are you selling? You are selling yourself, you are selling your belief. So like if you believe in whatever it is that you're offering, you could like sell do a sales pitch to everybody that you come across, that's fine. But what, what people, you know, what people can sense is if you're desperate because business hasn't been going well, or you're frustrated because things haven't grown as fast as you'd like. And that happens by the way, like Mm -hmm. that happens to everybody, but it's just, it's so much, it's so much easier. And I think so much better when you have that other income and then you can build the stuff gradually and, you know, try different things out because the the initial business idea that you have is not usually where you end up. The stuff evolves. Over. Right.
1: And that's, a, um, that was, um, our overall message as far as, you know, how to always keep that confidence or always <clears throat> try to keep, keep that, um, yeah keep yourself in a positive mind frame, regardless of what happened. It's like, um, like, even for me, I, you know, during the pandemic, I had decided to leave Atlanta because things had gotten too much, gotten to be too much with where I was at and with my situation. And I ended up um losing everything that I had, you know, from my workout equipment, my clothes, da 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 and it it was just a it was just a wild situation for me, you know, because of, you know, bad decisions on my part and dealing with the wrong people and just allowing the wrong energy and the wrong um, wrong people to cloud your judgment and to crowd your space and it just took a toll on me to where i had to go back home and live with my sister basically for a month until i got called back to atlanta to go back to my to the job i had at the time so when i got back home and i was living with my sister you know, my journey and everything that was going on in my life at the time it took such a toll on me. It's like I had to fully group and change how I was, how I was thinking, and you know where I was going because I started to, I started to doubt myself. You know, I had gotten to where I wasn't sure, and I just kept making bad, bad decisions. Where it's like. I had started at ground zero, and it's like, you know, that's where that support system comes in. If I didn't have my sister Kendra and my mom, and you know, those close to me at the time, really sit me down and really explain to me, this is how you gotta have, have it done. You're trying to move so fast, and you want everything to come so quick, and it's like you're not being patient. And it's like, I was back down on the ground. I didn't have any workout equipment. So I'm like, I'm like, what am I going to do? But the thing about living with my sister was, was uh, you know, wherever she's lived, she's always had a nice big living room. So I'm like, I'm down on the floor. So I'm like, I need to do some down. I need to do some on-the-ground workouts. And I'm like, I need to record again, you know. Cause I'm like, and I had, and I had gotten to the point where I even fell out of love with fitness because it had gotten to where it wasn't anymore. And it's like, I just need to get back to where it's fun again, to where I love it again. So I I had from May to June, that's all I did was, you know, do basic ground workouts and start to record and get in contact you know, with with people that um, I had lost connections with and just really trying to rekindle and rebuild those relationships. And that's another thing, guys, when you have solid relationships, you have to do whatever you have to do to protect those relationships. You, you don't let anybody that's negative, you don't let anybody that's uh, draining your energy, trying to take away from you, and rob and steal you of your joy. You gotta keep that joy, and you have to keep yourself together. At all, not at all times, because there are times where we are gonna slip and we are gonna fall. But you gotta understand that what you have is valuable. What you have is precious. So that's the number one thing that I, look at from, you know, some of the trials of tribulations and tribulations then some of the things that I've gone through over the last year and that's the most important thing and you know I I I cannot be um I cannot be more grateful for my sister for allowing me to stay at her, <coughs> her place for a month because that really helped me get back into the flow and it really um helped me gain my strength back
0: Well, and, and I think what's good because, you know, you, you were going through some really tough times and you've, I, I think also mentioning the fact that when you're going through these circumstances, look, I mean, the, the fitness stuff, it just, it, you, you, it, it, I think the way you said it with it not being fun is, is kind of the way that, that the best describe it. And you just, you worked through it, you went back to the basics and you're really building some momentum and, you know, from here, it's getting back to that stuff that that really got you going. You know, it's it's doing the videos and it's doing, you know, just putting your thoughts out and just doing the stuff that you do, man. So I'm I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that the things are going the way that they are at this particular mm-hmm. point in time. And
1: the um, the crazy part about it was, you know, I had you know I had been at home with my sister for about two weeks at the time. Um, and you know, I will save my money up to come back to Atlanta and you know stay until my job at the time called me back. And I was like, yay, I'm gonna fix the book my room and find a place to stay. And I'm happy. I'm back in Atlanta. And, um, the uh, George Floyd, Floyd situation happened, and that took everybody, that took everybody. That took everybody by storm, and the the city of Atlanta just rioted because of all the tension and all the um things that were going on going on in the world with um police brutality and um all the social issues, and it's like I was just watching the news in awe, and I'm like. Bro, I cannot believe that the city actually
0: yeah.
1: rioted and burned things. Like, I'm like, wow, and it's like, I gotta stay home a little bit longer because I didn't want to go into an environment where I wasn't safe. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's been. With with everything that's happened this year, and just like I'm 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 just I'm glad that you are in the situation you're mm-hmm. in at this particular moment, um, and it it really you know because I remember when when you and I were talking before, like you messaged me and you were telling me what was going on with with the job, and you were telling me you were at this time you were still just studying for your certification, and you know so many more so many people would just have been like with all the stuff that you were going through with that would have been like, yeah, you know, I'll put this to the side. Who knows if they ever would have gotten back to it. But the fact that you hung in and you did the certification, you got the internship and then you've parlayed that into the job. And now you're, you know, now you're you're doing the training and you're you're thinking how to expand this. I mean, man, you're, you're doing what you need to do like you really are and I'm it's, and, it's, just, um, it's awesome
1: to hear and the and the other thing about it was when I back to Atlanta I finally got the call from the Hall of Fame telling me that I was permanently laid off and they would be terminating my services and I was so let down and I was so hurt because that was my very first job. I had, you know, built a foundation there. I had become one of the um one of the elder statesmen. I was ready to kind of settle down and, you know, really be that leader that I had been fighting against being in the sense. But when they had informed me that they were um, terminating my my services due to lack of work and things of that nature, you know, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was angry and I was taken aback because I had given myself so much to the game and, you know, football was the first sport I ever loved and then... Because football led me to fitness. And it's like, dang, I'm like, how am I going to be able to uh, how am I going to be able to spend this time that I have off while I'm searching for work and while I'm waiting on unemployment, quote unquote. And it's like, I sat there and I was sat for like two days. But then I realized, I said, whenever something happens to me, I have to stop going into this mode of where I'm shutting down. It's like, I can be mad, I can be upset, but I always have to be looking forward. I always have to be looking ahead so I don't I don't put my energy into something that may be perceived as negative, you know. It's like missing a shot in basketball. So many people when you're a shooter and you miss shots, so many people just wanna give up and stop shooting. But instead you have to um it goes back to our earlier conversation. You have to find other ways to keep yourself going. You have to find other ways to keep yourself in the game. So, you know, I I was you know I was living in the in the basement outside my room and um, that it was an empty room. So I would go to that empty room and I would just record and I would just go on Instagram Live or record or do whatever I was doing and I would. I would talk to you guys, you know. I went live and, you know, I would talk to people. I would show them exercises. I would show them um, movement and things like that. And I would just be speaking, you know, I would just be sharing things. And, you know, I wasn't getting paid for it, but it kept my time. It kept my mind on the things that I needed to keep my mind on. Instead of letting that letdown get to me, I just kept a forward – I was thinking forward, and I was trying to, uh, you know, be quote-unquote progressive and and understand yeah. that my time at the Hall of Fame was over, and I had to look at it because five days later, I still had to take my personal training exam. And I tell you, that I my, uh, personal training exam That is the hardest exam in my life I have ever taken. It was about 150 questions. I'm like, bro, when I was taking the test, I was not sure at all if I passed. And I'm like, I went back over it and I checked my answers twice. And I'm like, okay, I believe this one's right. That one's right. That was right. This one, you know. And then when I hit submit, I was like, "Lord, I hope I pass." And then when they printed that, when they printed that paper out saying that I passed, man, you you talk about somebody that was jumping for joy, you know, and jumping for joy.
0: So that, that day, day I that celebrated. Day you celebrated.
1: June okay. June June true, 30th 2020 <laughs> I had a uh, I had got to um I had walked out <laughs> I was screaming I was jumping up and down like I won the Olympics like an Olympic gold medal or something and I had went to the Taco Mac I had got me some uh hot wings and you know I told the waitress you know what happened and they were so happy and they gave me a free cheesecake <laughs> And you know that that was uh that was a great gift, and that was a great day,
0: yeah, I mean man it's it well it was a goal that as long as I've known you, i mean that was something that you wanted to do, <clears throat> you did it, and i'm just I'm glad that you mm-hmm. turned it into what you've what you've turned it into, and you know i'm I'm looking forward to seeing where you go with it now. As we get ready to wrap things up here, you as as we've mentioned a couple times, you are everywhere. But on social media, is Instagram still going to be the best place? Yes, for, for the most part. To get in um, touch with you.
1: You can follow me at um, Buster underscore the underscore Strongman.
0: Yeah. So we'll have. So, guys, in the show notes again, we have Tevin's Instagram. We have his email. And if you're interested in training, shoot him a message there. Uh, and then um, – but, yeah, those those going to be the best places now to get in touch. Now, as far as the shop, are you revamping that right now or is that live as well? My shop? Folks can go check it out.
1: I have to um... – yeah, I have to uh, open that up. And if any guys want any any merchandise, they can DM me. Also,
0: okay. So so for now, guys, let's keep the conversations in the DM and via email. Um But yeah, when you get the when you get the shop up, rocking and rolling, you have to come back. On and we have to talk about that some more as well. So, so yeah, but no, that uh, again, like. Dude, I'm just because I, I mean I remember when we were talking about this back in you know back in back in the early summer and just to see kind of where you were then to where you are now. I mean, dude, it's just it's good to see. So, uh, is there anything else you want to um, let folks know before we head off
1: here? I want to um, talk a little bit
0: about you know about what um,
1: Clarity Fitness is about.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's. So, yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about what is, uh, what is Clarity kind of as the, the facility itself and what's kind of the messaging? And then, of course, you know, your role as a trainer. And what is, else um, are you doing there with them?
1: The very first body positive gym in, um, in the U.S. And what I mean by body positive, we don't necessarily focus on the scales. We don't necessarily focus on, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. Dieting and saying you should eat this and you should eat that because, you know, I'm not a proponent for eating a bunch of sweets and candy and a lot of, you know, empty calories and sugar. And, but what body positive is, it's all about loving your body and loving who you are as a person. Your body is just a mere, mere shell that's housing your inner being, and what we focus on at Clarity is making sure that you love yourself. And if you eat a few sugar cookies, you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna feel guilty, or you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna um, feel. A less aware of yourself because I feel like, especially in today's gym climate, you have so many people fo- focusing on weight loss and dieting and all these fad diets. And I just feel like fad diets and weight loss, they're just avenues and tools for people to set really uh, unrealistic expectations for themselves. And, um, Clarity is at the Vanguard in the front forefront of um, pushing this new body positive movement. Because you know, I'm I'm not gonna uh I'm not gonna lie, you know, I, I don't have a six-pack abs, but I'm pretty strong. And there's people that weigh yeah. two and two fifty and three hundred pounds that can do amazing things. And you know, some people are naturally heavier than others, but that doesn't mean the society gets to them in the face and tell them, "Hey, you're fat, lose some weight." No, what if they're healthy at that weight? What if they need that weight? Everybody, we all come in different shapes and sizes, and that's pretty much what we really focus on at Clarity. We focus on working out. We focus on um, the mental aspect, making sure they you guys are healthy in that, in that, in that framework, that frame of mind, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's that, it's that inside out approach to health and fitness, which really, I I mean, it is the way to go. And I mean, something you touched on, like you're eating the cookies, you're doing the things and you're doing it guilt free and you're enjoying yourself. And See, if you do it this way, you're actually going to build a better relationship, not mm-hmm. only with exercise, but also yourself. And, man, I mean, it's it's, it's absolutely the way to do it. So I'm uh, I'm glad that that's how you guys are doing stuff at the studio because you're not only helping people, you know, get into better shape, you're actually helping them build a, a, a better uh, a better view of this stuff so that they'll actually want to do right. it in some way, right. shape, or form for the rest of their life. I uh, love that, man.
1: One of my other uh, job duties is uh, creating the uh, workouts for our movement of the clarity emails. We, ha- we have these uh, daily yeah, emails that go. we send out to members each and every single um, day, and I create the uh, programming for the various workouts, and also... Um, Programming some workouts for the, for newsletters that we send out to people. So that's I love that aspect of my job because I'm able to um, I'm able to create programs and design programs and it puts me in the mind of you know what I want to accomplish. You know where I'm going to be actually training clients and working with various people. You know, so you know it's all. I'm constantly preparing myself for for when I actually have clients and when I'm actually dealing with people, how to set a program up for them and how to um, look ahead and always be able to make changes, for, you know, I think on the fly, but, you know, be able to um, adapt and adjust at any moment's notice, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, this uh, again, when you take all the stuff that you're doing and you're taking this underlining philosophy that the that the studio really has and then you take everything else that you were doing before. I mean, man, this is like (laughs) you're you're basically going to be able to do whatever it is that you want when it comes to health and fitness. And you've got this brand that you're building around yourself as well. So you, you got it all going for you. I'm, I'm, I mean, you've got like all of it. So this is cool. I just, I, I hope that you continue doing this stuff, not only just doing what you're doing, but also expanding out because I, I think you're, you're onto some really great things here. So, but, uh, but with that guys, as we wrap up, I want you to definitely go ahead and go over to Instagram, give Tevin a follow, shoot him a message, uh, email him as well. And then Tevin, anytime, cause you, you've got my calendar now, anytime you want to come back on for a podcast, man, you, you've got to an open invite whenever you want to come back on. <laughs> so, all right, man, well, we will go ahead and head off here, but thank you Love for coming you, on and I'll talk to you soon. Okay.
1: See you, bro. All
0: right, man. Love you too. See Bye. ya. Bye. Hey, it's me again. So if you haven't already, Shoot Tevin a message on what your thoughts were with the podcast. Any thoughts that you have, of course, also let me know. You can DM me on Instagram. I'm at Your Level Fitness. Uh, you can always email me. That is Daryl at Your Level If this is by chance the first time that you're catching this podcast, if you like what we talked about going back and forth on, uh, I encourage you to go back and check out not only the other interview that I had with Tevin, but some of the other interviews sprinkled throughout this podcast. Uh, and you know, there's a mix of interviews and solo episodes here. So all kinds of stuff for you. Uh, if you do dig what you're hearing, what you're hearing, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. That would mean the world to me. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you again real soon.